Off the Ball Daily. A home for your favourite podcasts from Off the Ball. Yeah, Project Restart. <laughs> That's what it was called. Oh, I feel depressed. That was just such a grim time. Oh my god. Anyway, sorry. Subscribe to the Off the Ball Daily podcast feed right now. Off the Ball Breakfast. Ireland's Sports Breakfast Show. And it is uh, two minutes past nine. We're going to the soccer now. And Jilly Flaherty is on the line. Good morning to you, Jilly. Good morning. We chatted a bit on the show last week about uh, the contenders of the WSL. Um, and then Liverpool, who we didn't spend a huge amount of time talking about, I'm not going to lie, uh, had a, an awful away record in the WSL and the win at Arsenal the opening day. Uh, an interesting and unusual development. What are you reading into that result for both teams? Well, listen, Liverpool beat Chelsea... Um, last season on the opening day, Chelsea went on to win the league. Um, <laughs> so, I don't know, yeah, maybe Arsenal could take some positives from that. But yeah, I mean, obviously Liverpool recruited well. I mean, they, they had a poor waveform, but yeah, they just turned it on for the game um, against Arsenal. They frustrated Arsenal a lot. They defended really, really well when they took their chance um, that they got. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it was unexpected and it was a probably against the run of play completely um, in the sense of when you're looking at the fixtures. Um, but yeah, it was a huge win for Liverpool and obviously a, a, a big loss as such for Arsenal. Mm. And Arsenal used it as a prompt to give the manager a, a new contract. A little bit surprised about that? Yeah, because it was only yesterday I was talking to a friend and uh, we were saying, oh, we don't think if he, if he don't get a result tonight against United, you know, he could be under pressure and then the next minute it gets announced he's got a three-year deal so he must have a very good agent who's got him a great deal there but yeah I mean I think with Arsenal they see it as a long-term um, he's there for a long-term obviously they won the Conti Cup last year but obviously this season they've not got into the Champions League um, obviously got knocked out in the qualifiers they lose their opening day against a team that they should be beating with a record-breaking crowd so I do think there will be pressure on him tonight if he doesn't get a result, and especially if the next few results don't go their way too. Really, even with the with the new contract in the bag, I would have thought that was like a breathe a bit easier scenario for him. You'd think so, but I think the way women's football is, obviously, it's, it, is, it is a business, you know, and I think as well with fans, they're becoming a lot more vocal. Um, but I think this year, if he doesn't, obviously you've got the Continental Cup now, if he doesn't progress further... Um, he ultimately has to bring a trophy home this year for Arsenal. Mm. He has to. But I think the the games against the rivals, the Chelsea, the United, Man City, if he doesn't get them big games, then I think, yeah, people will be onto him. It's not any job in it, really, but he'll be probably not judged on the potential wins against Bristol or Leicester. It'll be those pressured games where Arsenal fans and the Arsenal club as a whole, they're going to want results. Uh, Emma Byrne was on the Koi Gig pod this week, Gillian. She was uh, reflecting on the other side of Alan, talking about the fact that he's he's possibly a good manager, but maybe not such a good in-game coach. And his in-game decisions and decision-making and substitutions maybe lack a little bit. Would you go along with that? Yeah, I think obviously if you're looking at the Liverpool game, for example, their their game plan was crosses, you know, and then getting balls into the box. But the amount of crosses they put in, they weren't creating much from it. So I think... Obviously, I've never worked under Jonas Idevel, um, but it does seem sometimes that his decisions are a bit like questioned. You know, a lot of people raise questions in regards to substitutions or why certain players not playing or 
why he waits too long to to make a substitution or make a change. Um, obviously, they've brought in Kelly Smith, who I think will help him in the sense of with the forward line, attacking line. But you've got to remember with Arsenal as well is that they've got a lot of new signings. So you've got to give them time to gel, to time to build those relationships up and build those partnerships up as well. Um, I know you've been so eloquent about Emma Hayes on this show before, so I, I, uh, I'm not sure about even the value asking you this question, Jilly, but your top three <laughs> managers in the league at the minute and why? Oh, um, yeah, I mean, I think for Emma Hayes, the fact of that she has to... I wouldn't want Emma Hayes' job. The fact that she has to combine so many big personalities, big characters, players who who could walk into any other team, into their starting eleven, and she's got to rotate those players. She's got to give those players minutes. She's got to deal with the expectations. And yeah, I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want that job um, most definitely. But I think for me as well, Mel Phillips at Brighton. You know, I think she. Um, done a really good job when she came in towards the end of last season at Brighton. Um, she's made some really good signings. I think signings that know the WSL and have got WSL experience too. Um, so I like Mel Phillips. I think she's done a good job at London City before. She obviously then went to America, then come back to Brighton. Um, and then my f- other manager, I'm going to back my old manager, Beardy, Matthew Beard. You know, I think with him, he gets those big results, you know, the, the games against Chelsea, Liverpool, he he really pushes the standards at the club and he wants to push Liverpool and get them into the top four, top three eventually. So, yeah, I, I'm going to go with him. Where did Manchester United stand this season, Jilly? Uh, like, I mean, for Mark Skinner, I suppose, when you lose players like Alessio Russo and Onabadie, it doesn't bode too well. I guess they still have the best goalkeeper in the world and still some talent in that squad. But what what is success for them this season? I think, again, it's, I mean, if they can get a cup under their belt, I think, obviously, it's, what people, I think, seem to forget is that United have only been like, in a WSL for like five years now, you know, and in that they've managed to break into really the top four. They've created a top four, really, because there wasn't really that before. Um, they've got themselves into, obviously, the Champions League too, which was a, a huge target for them. Um, and they've got a tough game against PSG, a really tough game. So I think for them, if they can progress further in the Champions League, if they can get themselves to an, a, a final, whether it be the FA Cup, Continental Cup, I think that will do do them good if they can get some silverware. Um, but again, it is they've they've lost two big players. They've you don't know whether they're going to bring players in in January. Obviously, they're they're holding on to Mary Earps. Will she stay? Will she go? Um, so there's been a lot of transition at United. But again, I think them getting into top four again, pushing to the top three and trying to get a trophy under their belt will be good success for United this year. Does Alessia Russo celebrate if she scores a goal tonight? To be honest, Mark, I don't actually think I've ever seen really Russo really ever celebrate. <laughs> I feel like when she scores a goal, she just sort of wanders off and gets around her team. But I, I would say... With it being away as well at United, no, I don't reckon she celebrates. It'll be just the time now tonight where she'll go get the bow and arrow out, Jilly, or something. Uh, something. <laughs> Do a knee slide or something. <laughs> what? Uh, I can't believe the amount of like uh, column inches the other VAR conversation got over the last while, and the one from the Chelsea game at the weekend um, didn't cause anywhere near the same sort of a ripple. But I know Emma Hayes was fuming about it afterwards. Um, the goal is uh, the ball is over the line from Wrighton and then it, it comes back out and luckily I think for everybody um, Lauren James sticks it into the back of the net very quickly afterwards but um, it's outrageous that uh, that goal 
that whatever scenario needs to be in place, whether it's goal, goal line technology or VAR or whatever it is, that isn't there at the minute at that level of sport is bonkers. Yeah, and I think obviously at the main stadium too. Um, but I, I, I'm pretty sure that I read somewhere that they did actually have, they do have goal line technology there at Stamford Bridge, but they turned it off. They didn't have it what? on. So, you know what I mean? So it's sort of those, for me, I thought goal line technology was just a given there in yeah. games, you know, especially with those fine margins where, I mean, it weren't like it was, it, you could clearly see from every angle really on the TV that the ball would cross the line. Um, so, yeah, I think, VAR, I think, is more of a money thing with the women's gamers in the sense of making sure that everybody can have it um, and afford to have it into their stadiums. Um, but, yeah, it's, as the game's going on, like I said on the other day, as the game's going on, it becomes more and more about a business and there's a lot more money coming in. Those vital moments in games could be the ultimate, whether you lose or whether you draw or, or win, they're going to be huge in the women's game. Yeah, interesting to see some of those uh, Chelsea players and the new signings that have come in and, and made a bit of a splash. Me official, obviously been one of those the weekend. City-Chelsea on Sunday. Um, Lauren James um, into her second full season at Chelsea now, former United player, of course, and um, spoken about how she rathers to play down the middle than come in from out wide. Um, and how Emma Hayes has told her that the one area that she needs to work on is her reaction time around turnovers. She's just turned 22. How good can she be? Oh, it's frightening. You know, it is frightening because I think everybody saw in the World Cup how she lit the stage up. You know, she she thrives, I think, in those games where, you know, it's a big stage, big moments. Um, but she's a she's a match winner for Chelsea. She could have a really quiet game and pick the ball up at the edge of the box and rifle it into the back of the net. That's what you've got with her. Um, but, yeah, I do agree with Emma that I think when she loses the ball, there's a good couple of seconds where she walks or whether it's her reaction's too slow. And you look at then Erin Cuthbert, for example, when she loses the ball, she's like, like, uh, Tasmanian, you know what I mean? Like the Tasmanian devil. She's like running around and trying to win it back. And that's the attitude. I think what you want to see from players, especially when they turn the ball over, everyone's going to turn the ball over in a game. It's about your reaction to it. But yeah, I think with Lauren James, I've, I've always said I think she's more effective playing in the 10 role, um, where you give her that free role where she's so good with her feet, you don't know whether to get tight with her, whether you drop off, and it's that hesitation that really kills you as a defender. So, yeah, I think she's more suited there. Um, but, yeah, I agree with Emma that I think she needs to work on the defending side of it and her recovery when on transition. Julie, can I ask you about the the comments from Kevin Keegan in the last day or two from the from the Times? I think it was you'll you'll have heard about these and and, and uh, quite remarkably apparent comments from from Kevin Keegan uh, that went along the lines of I don't like to listen to ladies talking about the England men's team at the match because I don't think it's the same experience. I have a problem with that. Uh, and he went on to say, if I see an England lady footballer saying uh, about England against Scotland at Wembley, and she's saying, if I would have been in that position, I would have done this, I don't think it's quite the same. I don't think it crosses over that much. Joey Barton has, has kind of backed him and, and said he fully agrees with Kevin Keegan's comments. What do you make of what Kevin Keegan has had to say? Oh, it's just like every day we have a new battle, don't we? <laughs> every day and another comment has been made, but... Fortunately, we've moved. The, the game has moved on a lot since, obviously, Kevin Keegan was involved with it. Um, but you, you say people are entitled to their opinions. You know, they're, they're, you're going to hear this every day. You're never going to be able to change the perception of every single person. Um, but for me, obviously, I've covered a few things with the men's games. It's the same game. You know, we have the same tactics. 
the same full bases, the same rules, everything. So when I talk about a game and I talk about my experience as a defender, for example, then I'm playing exactly the same sport. Um, so I feel like everything we do, we're always going to have a battle. Um, that's just the choices we make as well by being in, if we want to commentate on men's game, we know that we're going to have it. We're going to have the fans who, who don't want to listen to us on Sky Sports because they want to listen to a male commentate or whatever. But at the end of the day, it's a job for us. It's a passion. We love talking about the game. So you're always going to argue that people are entitled to their opinions. But for me, it's just, uh, I don't take no notice of it. I don't let it wind me up. I don't engage in it um, because... Ultimately, especially I think with an older in the older generation, you're never going to really be able to change the perception of certain people. Yeah, here, here, Jilly. Thanks, a million. Enjoy the games over the weekend. Lovely. Thanks a lot, Jilly Flaherty on the line there. Uh, looking ahead to the WSL. Off the ball, breakfast. Ireland's sports breakfast show 